Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, back in the studio. It's Friday, and I know we had a nice, restful weekend. The Chiefs were on a bye week, but it couldn't have gone any better for the Chiefs as far as the other teams vying for a spot in the playoffs down the road. We had the Ravens lose, the Bengals lost, Chargers lost, Jaguars lost. Jags lost. Doesn't get any better than that for no, us. No, doesn't. And this is this is winning by and it can't call it default. It's winning by uh, chronology more than anything else. Chiefs get the weekend off and actually <laughs> more or less get two weeks off because they don't play again until a week from tonight. So that while they'll go back to the practice field probably tomorrow, maybe Wednesday, they'll be in pretty doggone shape, a good shape. But the fact of the matter remains that while they didn't clinch this weekend, they can't do that. There's still a number of games still to play. They come pretty doggone close to uh, getting the top seed in the AFC, and that, that's really important. They're 7-2, and two, and they own the tiebreaker over the Ravens. Now, the fact of the matter remains that the Chiefs could stub their toe. I don't really think they will. They're entirely too good a team. And Philadelphia, they still have the Las Vegas Raiders to play twice, and they have the Chargers to play. They have the Cincinnati Bengals, Buffalo Bills still to play. So there's always that possibility, but... I'll tell you, things look pretty rosy for Kansas City getting that number one choice. Uh, as of right now, but they got the Eagles to face a week from tonight. Monday night football is when they're back to action, but couldn't have asked for a better bye-week situation and then almost a whole nother weekend of rest before they take on a very, very good Eagles team. But don't let's count the Raiders, man. They've won two in a row now. They're, uh, the Raiders are such a puzzling team. They have the talent. They just do not have the mentality. And I blame that on the ownership, the Davis family. Mark Davis is different. <laughs> that's, a, he, that's a really nice way to put it, if that's what you're going to say. the way his dad did, let's put it that way. But the fact is that the Raiders do have the talent. If they get somebody to put that thing together, they could be a, a formidable ball club, not this year, but in the future. Trust fund babies, if you're listening right now, just because your dad's great at one thing doesn't mean you are too. And if you have the money to hire people do that job you let them do that job or you're going to end up paying three coaches at one time all right texas a&m football wins huge on saturday there was a lot of really great games a&m wins 51 to 10 over mississippi state and fires their coach and what do you think what do you think about that of course the coach was on the hot seat anyway because texas a&m really under jimbo fisher thought they would be a contender they aren't a contender they are bowl eligible they'll be going to a bowl game but with only two games remaining and a six and four record that's not acceptable to aggies fans so out he goes and the key mike is what the texas a&m folks owe him owe him on his contract he signed a 10-year 10-year contract uh six years ago i guess it was they owe him $77 million. $77 million. Some loser there. Now, key question here is, does Coach Fisher and his staff continue for the final two games of the year? They have Abilene Christian coming up. That's their walkover game. And then LSU on Thanksgiving weekend on a Saturday. And that'll be it other than their bowl game. What do they do with the coaching staff, which does include... Former Bears coach Bobby Petrino, he is down there. Is he out of a job again? Well, we will find all that out probably a little bit later on today. Nice to come back up here and uh, maybe help us out. And, uh, <laughs> help out his son-in-law. Oh, yeah, maybe come back. Hey, it's actually not a lot, lot nicer on this side of the fence. Um, obviously, it was a huge, huge game for 
Tigers against uh, Tennessee at home. And like I said, pick the Tigers at home on this one big time. All three of the key teams in Missouri on whom we're interested, college teams, did come away with the win. Missouri 36-7 over Tennessee. And how about Cody Schrader? Here's Cody Schrader, folks, who's a was, he's not now, a walk-on with the Missouri team, a transfer from Truman State in Kirksville. And all he did was contribute 311 yards of total offense, both running and catching passes. The guy was all over the place. Tennessee could do nothing with him, and Tennessee could do nothing with the Mizzou defense. Missouri is nothing short of a very good football team. They'll come up in the bowl rankings, which come out tomorrow night. Uh, from 14th, I'm going to guess to maybe 11. I don't think they'll crack the top 10, but they're shooting for a pretty good New Year's Day bowl game right now. Missouri State, what on earth? They absolutely dominated Northern Iowa. 35-16, to Jordan Pachot with four touchdown passes, 326 yards through the air, and the defense just absolutely stymied Northern Iowa. That, that doesn't happen. The Bears, my goodness sake, it was a very good win. Now, the Evangel Valor, they were down in the fourth period, 31-10, to and their game down at Nixa, they're playing Bethel College, down 31-10. to Rallied in the third period to tie the game, force an overtime, and won it in overtime, 41-38, to to finish the regular season undefeated. Evangel will get this week off. The NAIA playoffs begin this week, but the top 12 teams get a bye, and Evangel's one of the top 12. So they'll have a bye week and then go into the playoffs Starting two weeks from, which will be, what, November the uh, 25th, I guess it will be. The second round of the playoffs, and that's where the playoffs will begin. But Evangel will be in that playoff field. Do we have any Southwest Missouri football teams still in the march for high school state championship glory? We do indeed, and the number is 10. 10 from Southwest Missouri who got their district championships and now go on to the quarterfinals in five of the classes, the semifinals in class one. That's because of the numbers of schools involved. But in the immediate Springfield area, and there's the schools we're gonna talk about immediately here, not the ones out of our listening area, Nixa will play at Kansas City Rockhurst on Friday night, and that's a quarterfinal game. Fair Grove goes to Columbia on Saturday afternoon to play Father Tolton High. That's a very good football team. That is Saturday afternoon also, that's a quarterfinal game. Republic will play at home on Saturday afternoon, and they are meeting Jefferson City Helias, and that's a major challenge. Helias is very good. Also a quarterfinal. The semifinal game involves Class 1 Marionville, and the Marionville Comets are home. They are playing Portageville, and that will be on a Friday night. Friday night down in Marionville. They're the games in the immediate Springfield area, and we wish them an awful lot of good luck. Oh, yeah, they made it this far. Let's go. Bring the glory home. Uh, we have the uh, Missouri State Basketball Bears at home tonight. It looks like Shea Ned will be open to watch the game. <laughs> uh, NR will be there, I yes, can promise sir. you that. Yeah, this is the home opener, the official home opener. The exhibition game doesn't count. This is the official home opener tonight, and the Bears are playing Oral Roberts. ORU was an NCAA tournament team last year. They made the first round and fell to Duke by a double digits. But... Many of those players are gone from this ORU team, which plays in the Summit League. They have had two games so far. They're 1-1 one one on the year. They lost it to Texas Arlington, but then beat an Oklahoma, in Mid-America, I should say, Mid-America Christian. They beat them. I'm not familiar with that program. But anyway, Oral Roberts is 1-1, one and, one, and indeed they will be in town to play at the Great Southern Bank Arena, and that game is at 7 o'clock, and that's the Bears and ORU. Should be a pretty good contest. 
Don't party too hard. I don't want to deal with the hungover Ned tomorrow. <laughs> no, no, that doesn't happen. Uh, we don't talk about him a whole lot, but you know what? The Missouri State Bears soccer team the last few years have definitely been something. What's the story this year? They they played the title game. They played it up at Kalamazoo, Michigan on Saturday and fell to Western Michigan 2-1. to one. But the Bears are nationally ranked. They're among the top uh, 15 teams in America, and they're a very good soccer team. 2-1, to one is, that, that's just a tough Tough loss to have to swallow, but the Bears did lose to Western Michigan twice, once here at home and in the playoff game on the road. Nonetheless, the NCAA tournament looms, and all the teams in the NCAA find out their fate tonight. It's one of these put together by the NCAA pregame, or actually tournament shows, in which they announce all the pairings. It's done on closed circuit, and the Bears will find out their opponent tonight. They have a closed circuit watch party over at the college so, indeed, we'll keep our fingers crossed. I think the Bears get into the tournament without any problem at all. But who they play and where they play, that's the key. Fingers crossed they get a good seed. Ned, you have a great Monday. I'll see you on Tuesday.